Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? For real this time. This is it. My name is Miles Morales. I was bitten by a radioactive spider, and for like two days, I've been the one and only Spider-Man. I think you know the rest. Hello and welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Hello. We are back. Yes, I was going (laughs) to say, we're like super duper fresh off of our first Friday's live recording, which was kind of... I don't know. Super exciting. Incredibly surreal. <laughs> Incredibly surreal. Even with with these, you know, awesome print, professionally printed signs, it still feels kind of. Um, it's weird. It's weird. Our it face, yeah, was plastered and, in places. And uh, <laughs> with with Bank of America and like <laughs> KCRWs as sponsors underneath, Ooh. which is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, it was it was a super surreal moment. Uh, had a fantastic turnout. I was, again, I was (laughs) just making faces. I honestly expected four people to sit down. I expected no people. (laughs) I was ready to talk to a group of chairs. Yeah, exactly. Same. And then, you know, slowly but surely, even before we even started recording, you know, people started, started sitting down and occupying the space. And it was, it was awesome. Um, so yeah, so thanks again to everybody who showed up. Um, and a special thanks to Joel Kizan again for having us. Um, yeah, it was really, really awesome experience. So fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, so if you haven't yet listened to the episode which dropped before this one, so number 56, um, it's short and sweet, but it does, it, it, it's pretty much an intersection of, of how the museum and, and Marvel actually do intersect and, and collide in a great way with Spider-Man and some other stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks again to our amazing listeners, new and existing, uh, for, for making that experience so much cooler than it, than we anticipated. And, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll see if we ever do it again sometime. <laughs> I, know, I, had, I, had, I had a cousin of mine DM when, DM me when, um, I, we, I reposted the, the pictures. Uh huh. And like she, she knows about, um, first Fridays and stuff. She oh, was really? like, Oh, yeah. like next time you do a live recording, like, let me know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll see you about that. Next time. I love that. <laughs> ah, that's presumptuous. I mean, but honestly, I mean, I, again, I say it like, I think you did a fantastic job, Jeff. I know that. As did you. As I mean, did us. <laughs> I was throwing up in so my mouth weird. the whole time, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think we did great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, not bad for a first timer. Let me tell you. It was fun. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, coming down from that, uh, I guess we can get into our, our Marvel related news. So some super duper, super duper, 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 duper sad news in the Marvel universe. A pillar of the entire universe itself. Creator and legend Jazzy John Rubita has passed away. So I saw that this I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, today. Big effing deal. Like Man. big deal. Like, you know, Steve uh, Steve, what am I saying? I was thinking Steve Rogers for some reason. <laughs> oh, actually, no, Steve Ditko. So I was thinking yeah. Stanley and Steve Ditko, you know, and like these these are th- these top tier names, right? Gil Kane. He's he's up there. He's one of them. He's very much one of those people. And so it's it's just a travesty. It's really sad. But he he passed away peacefully. So 
So there's that. But he left an incredible legacy. Mm. Um, he originally wrote, uh, drew for Daredevil, and then oh. he was pulled into to Spider-Man reluctantly. Like, he didn't want to leave the book. Uh. And um, he ended up making it, like, something iconic, you know, like, really well, iconic. Go. Yeah. And so, so farewell, sir. Uh, John Romita, and uh, yeah, his his son is still in the game. John Romita Jr. He's a, a very active com- comic book creator, and actually, I was supposed to see him at a show this weekend, and of course, he's canceled now. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, it's it's too bad, but you know, um, the the legend lives on, and the legacy goes on. So, so yeah, thoughts and condolences to to the Romita family. Um, uh, in lighter news, by the time this episode drops, we'll be. Days away from the release of Secret Invasion, which officially debuts on Disney Plus June 21st. Yes. Did you watch the secret stuff that needed the password and all yeah, that? Yeah, I did. I, I didn't did. even know about that until like, oh, on, really? t- on Twitter. And yeah. I was like, watch the first five minutes. And I was like, what? Because yeah. my four U's all jumbled up. It's a mix of Marvel and, yeah. and, sports. and, and, and sports. Sports bottle. Call of Duty. Yeah. So, and then that, that like kind of and i was like oh let's watch it so i was like do i want to watch it i was like yeah i want to watch it yeah and yeah it looks yeah it looks good are we back to the spy like era oh it's very i think but because because what we know what we know of like of scrolls it's kind of like wow like you really Mm. don't know Mm -hmm. who to trust and Mm -hmm. like you don't know what's gonna unfold or who's like you know the main yeah you know a, a antagonist yeah so i'm excited to see a whole series that's awesome yeah so i've i've heard that the first one it really does take a minute to ease you into the whole like yeah. catch you up to the universe so to speak uh-huh. but by by episode two it really gets going and uh it's full speed ahead from there so i'm yeah. like okay that's that's great because it's th- yeah, good to know. I, I also read from like one of like the like non-spoiler reviews it's like it's dark. It's the tone is you know is there, and like the connections to the re- the vast MCU are, are are nice too. Yeah, like it's just like it's not like a big part, but it's you know it's yeah. there. It's another corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So very excited for that. Uh, like you mentioned before the show, um, the premiere event was was just last night. So it was cool to see who came out for that and. And I don't know. Have you tried to see if you're a scroll a scroll yet? Have you tested? I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I have friends who are like, I keep I keep getting I'm a scroll. Have you tried it? I was like, no, not yet. I but, feel like you know, I would be one. Yeah, I tried once upon a time. Um, <laughs> there was a what was it? What show was it for? It was for one of the X Men shows, mm. and they had like, are you a mutant? And you had to go through like this whole process. They did like on site DNA testing. Oh my god. Yeah, but I mean, like the 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 actual like yeah. Whether or not you are a mutant was completely just by chance. And so, um, I was a mutant. Apparently it was very rare. It was like one in like 250 or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, and I got, I got special stuff. There we go. <laughs> so maybe, I'll, I don't know. Probably a scroll though. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I, that's how I found out I was like 0.1 Egyptian, by the way. I was oh, like, it's like, oh, a, it's like an actual, legit- it was an actual DNA. T- yeah. So oh. it's floating around there somewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I haven't tried it yet. Maybe we'll try it after this, Is or it a we'll put on. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a Snapchat filter. Okay. Um, with those cute little emojis, once again designed by my my dear friend Chuck Torrance. Kills it. Yeah, he's got it. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, Marvel's Spider-Man Two. 
uh, dropped that little teaser oh. from the Sony release date stuff. Thank God. Yeah. I've been waiting. Oh, the pre-orders soon. Yes, and that's yes. what I was about to say. Pre-orders are officially open uh, for the game. It drops October 20th, but you can reserve it as, uh, I believe, today as this episode drops. Oh, my God. Yeah, so go out and get it. I mean, we've I got some time. I can't, I can't wait to ignore my girlfriend and play that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. I'm like, all right, so if I'm just like... Work I'm and engulfed. then off. I'm a hundred percent in that thing. It's, it's on top of the DLCs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be longer or shorter than the first Spider-Man or somewhere in between? How maybe. Long was I was. I, I think it's going to be like. I want to say between three and a half and four hour game. Mm. How long was the first one? I feel like the main storyline. Well, I I breezed through. I always. Yeah. Before okay, I'm gonna go on a quick tangent. When I play these games, like I'm all about. Yes, let's do the story because I want another story. I want another story. But yeah. then, you know, they're always like, when you finish a mission, they're like, huh, well, I got some time to, oh to save the city a bit, so maybe we can yeah. do that. And I was like, nah, screw that. Let's, yeah. let's go. Like, <laughs> I know. And I kept, I kept, especially with Miles, I kept doing that. I would do the side quests thinking, oh, that's it. It's cool. I'm done. And then like, here comes J. Jonah Jameson again. And then here comes the podcaster again. And I was like... This doesn't end. Like, it doesn't end. If you just let yourself keep going. It's endless amount of it's content. It's endless, yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's always like, okay, I can't do this. Because I'm like, oh, maybe I should level up. And I'm like, no, I think I can, I think I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, once again, as I tweeted um, on our account, if if this show tanks around October 20th, it's because we're both heavily invested in Spider-Man 2. Um, but, yeah, can't wait. It's going to be uh, super fun. And um, that said... I don't think there's anything else, right? I feel like there may have been one or two th- other things. It's been kind of dark. It's been kind of dark. It's been a, yeah, it's interesting. So I guess, you know, aside, oh, which we also tweeted, all the, the release dates have been shifted. Yeah. Um, which is to be expected. And Daredevil is, like you said in the previous two episodes, it's currently um, on hold because of the strike. So. They just went on officially on yeah. strike. That and Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool, I believe. Yeah. Because of the strike? Yep. So, so it's all domino effect. Pay your freaking writers, man. Yep. Like every time I'm at, I go to the office yep. in Hollywood and I pass by the Netflix building, yep. they're up and at them at 9 a.m. Gosh, that's good. Picking line. Yeah. yeah, you got to do it, man. Give them what they deserve. Yes. So all that said, we are not experts and we don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And if you haven't yet seen Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, fair warning, this is going to be full of spoilers. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's going to that's gonna happen. Um, so with that said, let's get into our character origin of a another type of spider, of one of many that we could probably oh, cover, to be honest, but one that deserves his own episode not a moment too soon. Miles Morales, aka Spider-Man. Uh, so this character, uh, created by Brian Michael Bendis, a name that you have heard many a time on this show, as well as Sarah Pakelli. She's one of our artists under Cadence Comic Art. She's amazing. She's really great. Very cool. Um, first appearance for Miles. So did you see the year? Do you want to guess what year he came out? I feel like this is an incredibly new character. Yeah. But I don't want to go too far deep, but I also don't want to be too <laughs> modern where yeah. it's like, oh, 2014. Like, obviously, that's not. No. <laughs> what if it was? I, I, I would probably <laughs> stop recording and leave. <laughs> it isn't, but it's it's there. It's around there. I want to go 09. Oh, 
Just a little bit. Speaking of just a little bit. So, uh, Miles Morales, first appearance. Ultimate Comics Fallout number four, cover dated August 2011. Oh. So, here is the cover. And so, I do remember, I, I'm pretty sure I have this issue. And so, yeah, it's oh, wow. very shrouded in mystery. Um, you have to remember, this is the ultimate universe. So okay. all these characters that you see on the cover, Captain America, Thor, Iron yeah. Man, they're all different iterations of the character. And it, it features a maskless, um, but you don't see his face, Spider-Man. And so this takes place after the Spider-Man of that universe dies. Uh, and so, yeah, so we've, we've chatted a little bit about that Peter Parker, but we'll, we'll cover that later on. But, um, yeah, I was going to have you guess the cover price, but there's no literal cover price on it. So I'm pretty sure it was probably in the vein of $3.99. It's modern. Three ninety nine. <laughs> it's a step up from 25 cents. I know, let me tell you. Goodness, man. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of John Romita and speaking of cover prices, so I looked up my amazing Spider-Man number 50 uh-huh. just for kicks to see, because you know how people are. They're vultures. They're like, yeah. oh, someone passed away. Let's jack up the price. And so that amazing Spider-Man number 50, there's a 7.0 on shortboxed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Previously, this book wasn't. I mean, it's worth a lot, but only the upper grading. Yeah. 7.0, which is only 0.5 higher than mine, is going for 10 grand now. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, so that mine is probably about six or eight. Holy smokes. So, yeah, that's crazy. And that was also a very, you know, you could buy it with a couple of coins at the yeah. time. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. And so speaking of crazy, we're going to get into some crazy numbers here, believe it or not, even for a modern book. So, um, at the time when I was doing this homework on short box, there were no first prints available. Everybody's keeping this book. Uh, So that's kind of wild. Yeah. So there were none available, but I did find a CGC 9.8 facsimile, which is basically a reprint. It's almost a carbon copy, but it's the number, the barcode is, it shows one, one, one instead of zero, one, one, whatever it. it is. Um, and a facsimile alone goes for $250. Good lordy. <laughs> so imagine if that's a reproduction probably made, I don't know, one to five years after. Uh huh. The original is worth a whole bunch more. And so I did find one of the original first prints on eBay for a CGC 9.0. Someone is asking a whopping $25,000 for this kid's first appearance. Jeez, man. (laughs) So, I mean, like, it's one of those things where if they have the rock and stock of this comic, like, if you have one already and you you, kind of want to pay off some bills, now's the time to cash in because he's hotter than ever. And so, um, you know, that that was a pretty pretty crazy listing um i found some realistic ones that yeah. seem a little bit more and you know like what what someone could actually get for it um there was a cgc 9.2 for about eight thousand dollars which seems to make more sense to me mm-hmm. and a 9.0 for about six thousand but nevertheless he's still worth a lot of money so yeah so yeah especially now especially now yeah I mean, he's- so popular. Yeah, exactly. And so those are the highest. On the low scale, again, no first prints available on short box, but there was a 9.8 facsimile blank cover variant with a remark. So that's basically a quick like little side profile sketch. Uh-huh. Um, 
and signature signed uh, by, I believe it was Mark Bagley and maybe Brian Michael Bendis. They go for about $800 to $1,000 each. And then on eBay, a 9.0 for 525 bucks. So, yeah, the the median for anything that wasn't graded looked like 500 bucks. So if you're looking to own this issue now, be prepared to pay at least $500, which is, you know... If you it's think up about there. it, it's up there, yeah, especially for Compared a character. Compared to $3.99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty no-brainer, but what was your first exposure to the character? I'm pretty sure the first time is going to be different oh, yeah. than the other answers. Oh, really? I think Childish Gambino is the reason why I'm aware <laughs> of this. I believe that. A lot of people have said that, Yeah, actually. I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, because he made that joke. I don't know if it was a joke or doing a stand-up when mm-hmm. he talked about a black Spider-Man. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the reason, like, Miles Morales was yeah. created. Interesting. And then it kind of just Spiral. snowballed yeah. from there. Like, he played himself in Community. He dressed up as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He voiced Spider-Man in one of the animated cartoons. Yeah, he did. And then he ended up in Homecoming yeah. as Miles Davis. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis, yeah. And then this is going to be the first spoiler of the, of the, of the pod. <laughs> yeah. He played live action Prowler yeah. in Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. which probably got the biggest reaction out of me when 100%. I first saw it. I was like, it's all by myself yeah. when I watched it. Yeah. But I was all just sitting and I just saw that when he was, when they were going through the society. Yeah. And then I was like, oh. Like, like, oh, like, 100%. Audibly, and I was like, oh, because he was also the first real person, right? That you, that you actually see, or did they show the Peters first? Oh, like, oh, uh, I think he was the first live action. Yeah, he was, and then, and then it was the the timelines yeah. and stuff. So, because and and he was a, the first original new like live person. Like the other ones were just revisits. Yeah, he was like a full fledged like he shot the cameo for that yeah. scene, which is like so mind blowing. Like, Oh, yeah. so I'm pretty sure Childish Gambino is the reason why I'm That's even amazing. aware of I a love that. black Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure that goes for a lot of people who aren't comic book readers, like full-fledged. Like, yeah. It's probably all because of Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, For me, I'm pretty sure it was this comic. Like, I, I was in it at the time. Yeah. So I had just come back to the fray of buying comics again because I had taken a long period um, and so this was like in the middle of my revisiting all things Spider-Man. Mm. And so he was just dropped into the middle of it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. And then, yeah, the rest is kind of history. And so, yeah, like I said, I might actually have this issue. I don't remember, which is kind of messed up. <laughs> Amongst other issues Yeah, I have, you I have, have. quite a few for sure. Um, and so, you know, that said, I don't have a physical trading card, but I do have a digital card. And so this kind of, I mean, it'll sound very familiar, more or less. And so it says... Miles Morales was originally bit by a radioactive spider in an alternate timeline, developing unique Spider-Man powers, including invisibility and a venom strike. When the world merges with Earth-616, Miles works and trains directly with Peter Parker as another Spider-Man. Wow. So, yeah, so there's a few things going on there that we're going to get into more, but right off the, right off the bat, it is incredibly similar to the storyline that we're introduced to in a, in into the Spider-Verse. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, as well as the continuation into Across the Spider-Verse. So, 
That said, um, there is technically no MCU version of this character, so we're going to be doing comparisons, clearly, with the Spy- Sony Spider-Man universe um, as seen in animation. So hold on to your butts. So Miles Gonzalo Morales is his name in the comics. Um, and uh, right off the top, we did get um, a couple listener comments regarding uh, his origin, and they were, uh, like Ariel Tima, for instance, asked... How is he different from the OG Spidey? Isn't the origin the same? And it's like, yes, but no. And so a big thing about Across the Spider-Verse is that canon events yeah. are a common denominator with all these spiders. And it is true. It's incredibly true across the board. Everybody loses somebody. It used to be predominantly Uncle Ben. And then yeah. they started to go, okay, well, it doesn't have to be an uncle. It can be a mom or a dad or a sister or brother, whatever it yeah. is. And it does follow course. And, um, but from there on and beyond that, they're all very different. Yeah. Especially origins. And, and you'll hear that with Miles's today. So, um, so yeah, so stick with us as we unravel the story. Um, so again, like, you know, his comic book origins aren't unlike what we've seen on the screen. Like head to toe, it's, it's very much how it is, um, paper to picture. Uh-huh. Um, and, but, you know, just as well, there, there are quite a few big differences. Um, like I mentioned, you know, this whole thing occurs in the wake of the death of his Earth's Peter Parker. So mm-hmm. the Peter Parker of 1610, um, n- not quite like in the movie. In the movie, he was just an adult Spider-Man with blonde hair. Yeah. The, the Earth 1610 Peter Parker was just, I think he was a year or two older than Miles. So he's still a teenager. Yeah. Very much like fresh off the boat Spider-Man. Um, he was, you know, cute and he had long bangs and that kind of thing. Um, and so this mysterious new Spider-Man pops up, makes an appearance after the death of Peter Parker. You know, of course, people don't know it's Peter Parker. They just know it's Spider-Man. Yes. Um, aside of select few. But uh, so this Spider-Man appears. And so everyone's uh-huh. like... What's happening? Who's this? Who's this? It looks just like Spider-Man because it's a red and blue outfit. He's got some like kneecap, like oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you call <laughs> shoulder pads, knee pads, and stuff. And, and the so eyes, right? The eyes are are a bit different. Um, and so he goes head to head with one of Spider-Man's original adversaries, who's known as the Kangaroo. <laughs> and it's funny because you know, like. I don't think they did it 100% in the first film, but he's like, you know, in the comics, he's like, what kind of name is Kangaroo? And then he gets his butt kicked like a kangaroo style. He's like full-fledged kangaroo. Yeah, look at him. He looks like, he looks like a crocodile Dundee from the back. I know. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, he goes about his business and all that stuff. And the entire issue, they're constantly like, are you trying to be Spider-Man? Oh man, that uniform is in poor taste. Like the entire, entire, entire thing. And this, this story is actually, this is a, a triple story. So there are three different stories in this one issue, but they're all about different characters. Got it. So Miles isn't until the very last one. And so it's really just about the origin. And so oh. you don't see until what is practically the last page that, oh, He's a, he's not only a, not Peter Parker. He's not only a kid, yeah. but he's a black kid. And it's like, oh snap, there's a new Spider-Man. And so that's the first reveal of Miles Morales in Marvel Comics. Wow. Yeah. So 
Um, so it isn't until a month after this issue that you're actually introduced to who he is, why it's all happening. Yeah. And so this, I definitely have this one. <laughs> I have two of these. I didn't look up the price. I probably should have. But it isn't until a month later we get Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number one, Miles Morales, wow. featuring Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli, as well as Justin Ponser on colors. And so this is his official new title, his official new suit. And so they kind of do mm. the, the marvelous, you know, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is very good about He's an incredible storyteller, clearly. He's in charge of so many characters, you know. Um, but he tells the story in, in such a way that is similar as it is not similar to the film. And so in the in the comics, it begins with Norman Osborn doing as Norman Osborn does. Huh. And he's giving a whole recap of like if you're not gonna read the rest of what happened, yeah. he does it for you, clearly. Got it. <laughs> and so <laughs> so he does this whole recap of how the original Spider-Man was bitten by a spider infused with something called the Oz formula, which is basically a goblin formula in the oh, ultimate universe. God. Yeah. And so um he's he's talking to this doctor that works at Ozcorp named Dr. Marcus, um, who he's more or less interested to to reverse calculate the formula that perfectly concocted both the spider that bit Peter Parker and the powers that came with it. And so it isn't long after, it's quite literally a page after, <laughs> that um, Osborne is not only exposed to be doing illegal experiments mm -hmm. at Oscorp, but he's also unmasked as the Green Goblin. So he essentially went all these years in the ultimate timeline with no one knowing that they were one and the same, um, but you know, it's an expose in the Daily Bugle and he's found out. Um, and then meanwhile, while all that's happening on the other side of town, a small kid named Miles Morales is walking down the street in Brooklyn with his parents and he, they're, they're going to this school, private school named the Brooklyn Visions Academy. Yeah. That's pretty spot on. Yeah. Hopeful that he's going to get one of three spots to join the school. So it's mm. a little different there. Like, I guess, and it, it, did you rewatch? I haven't rewatched Into the Spider-Verse in yeah, a while. Yeah, I just watched it. You did, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I think it was just... Yeah. Well, there, I think it was just... He, tra he, he transferred over. That was it. Oh, he transferred yeah. over, right. Yeah. And so in the comics, it's it's quite literally a lottery. And so there's uh, a woman, they go to this aud auditorium, and there's a woman on stage, and they're rolling this bingo wheel thing of full of like... Oh, my God. Yeah, full of those ping pong balls with numbers. Yeah. And so... The first name gets drawn, the first number rather gets drawn. It's some kid, and they're like, "Yes!" And then you know, Miles is like the whole time he's like, "Man, this is a this is a waste of time. Like yeah. this, is, this is dumb." And Jefferson is like, "Oh, we could have been doing something else." And Rio's like, "No, no, 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 no! Have faith, have faith, have hope." And then then second number gets drawn. It's a it's a girl somewhere else, and Miles is like, "Man, can I just go? This is really embarrassing." And then finally, the third number gets dropped. Number 42. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's drawn from the bingo wheel and they call out Miles Morales. And then it was like a double, like you could hear the record scratch off the page and they're like, wait, what? And it happens. That's he gets crazy. in. Yeah. And so that's the significance of number 42 because it is quite different from the film version, which we're going to, we're going to get into. But yeah. Um, so he's the final entrant. He gets into the school. And so um, despite a rocky relationship between his parents and uh, Miles' uncle Aaron, uh, he still visits 
Uncle Aaron, very much like in the film. I feel yeah. like in the film they have a little bit of a better relationship. Like oh, they're really? not like so? they're not like completely like you don't go see him. Like they don't vehemently tell him not to. I mean, oh, I could be the wrong. Parents don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't forbid him from going yeah, to see him. Just like, just, kinda like, he uh, just has a better relationship yeah. with him than the, his parents. Yeah, in the comics, they're like. No, don't don't go. Oh, okay. Don't do that. And so anyway, he goes to see him. He goes to tell him the good news. And off the bat, you can tell even more so than the film that Uncle Aaron is pretty shady. Yeah, like, like you're like, oh, he's, he's a cool uncle, but you're also kind of like, yeah, <laughs> like this one wears like kind of like like the pimp hat a little bit, and he's always looking skeevy, side eyed. Mm-hmm. And so, but Miles doesn't care. He loves his Uncle Aaron, and so he goes to tell him the good news. And in the middle, like quite literally, he's sitting on the couch, no different than you are. There's a backpack next to him. The spider crawls out of it, boop, bites him on on the hand, and the rest is history. So we'll get into all that eventually. But that said, Miles Morales over in the Sony Spider-Man universe, SSMU, Shameik Moore voiced uh, the kid. And he's fantastic because it sounds like him, but it doesn't sound like him because he makes himself sound so much younger. Especially in the first film, <laughs> I've been listening to the I've been listening to the the album, the yeah. Metro Boomin album, yeah. with the, and I just can recite every line. That's like he's like, what was that line? He's uh, like, don't you usually catch a bad but I always I do. <laughs> usually, <laughs> he's so good, and he's like, he's. Uh, it's funny because I've only met Shamik once, and this was at the Into the Spider Verse cast party. Mm. And speaking of Spider-Man, I was playing Spider-Man. Like, it, I think I've mentioned this before, but there was like this, they had this mini theater where you could just chill and like it was multi-tiered. Oh, and you just play. But they had it on the, it was like a movie screen size. Oh my God. And no one was playing and I was like, I don't what? know what else to do. I didn't know what else to do with myself. I was like, well, I wasn't casting crew, so I'm kind of like, I'm there because I was invited, right? Uh-huh. And so I sit down in my fancy shirt. Like in the front row, just being like, well, no one's going to come in here. I'm just going to play. Cause this, the game had just come out. The first Spider-Man yeah. PS4 game? In comes Shamik Moore and his crew. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. And they sat behind me. That's kind of intimidating. And I was like, this is really, int-. yeah, it was horrendously intimidating. Yeah. But least- thankfully I was good enough at the game by that point. That yeah. I was like, I got confidence. I got confidence. Yeah, I yeah. got confidence. So I was playing. And so anyway, I met him a little bit later. Before we were leaving, and he was like actually in front of me getting his car, and he was just like the sweetest guy, yeah, super duper nice. And like again, you hear his voice, and you immediately feel like the animation that goes into Miles, you know. Um, and so anyway, yeah, we first meet Miles in Into the Spider Verse, directed by Bob Parachetti, Peter Ramsey. Thanks for letting me hold your Oscar, and (laughs) Rodney Rotham, with a story screenplay by Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman. And then, of course, Across the Spider-Verse, directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson, written by Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Callahan. So, yeah. So, you just watched Into the Spider-Verse again. I can't wait to see it again, because I'm going to try and get tickets for that live, the live orchestral oh my version. God. Yes. Yeah. I'm, Do you have access I'm to I'm going this? to try to see if I can buy that. It's Pantages. It's Pantages? Yeah. Where did I see Hollywood Bowl from? I'm tripping. Pantages. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's... I'm pretty sure it's Pantages. I will check. But it's in November, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's what I... Yeah. See. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah. So, so how was revisiting the film after you'd seen it? 
after you've seen across the Spider-Verse? Uh, I mean, the scale and the scope is obviously yeah. like bigger. Yeah. Um, they do touch up on a lot of things. Um, it was so fun. I was watching when I was first watching uh, the, the movie again. And I was like, how did they get to uh, how did they I was like, wait, they're not part of like Miles' universe, right? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, then they explain like how it happened. And I'm like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Yeah. Um, just a great. Collider. Yeah. I think it's a great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, origin story. Yeah. Cause if you go watch the end of the Spider-Verse and then you watch across the Spider-Verse, you're like, wow, the growth mm-hmm. between, the, you know, Gwen and Miles mm-hmm. is, is so significant. Yeah. yeah. And the scope is just so much better. Yeah. Um, Kingpin is a menace. <laughs> it's uh, funny because he says that about other characters. <laughs> but he's Spider-Man so iconic. Is like, ooh, like I remember what, rewatching it and yeah. like when the when the original Spider-Man in Miles Universe was about to die. The blonde one. Yeah. And he's like, yo, don't you want to know what? Chris Pine. Is that? That's Chris Pine. That's Chris Pine. Yes, he's the one that sang the Jingle Bell songs and all that stuff. That's Chris oh Pine. Oh my god. That's why it was like the running joke when when Into the Spider Verse came out was like. Who knew Chris Pine was going to have a number one holiday song on That's Spotify? <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, and then so, like, don't you want to know? He, t- he tell, t- tells Fisk, don't you want to know what I saw in there? Yeah. And then he was like, wait. And then he's like, and the Spider-Man's like, they're not coming back. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Nailed it, right? Oh, my so, gosh. So. Yeah. Yeah. The truth hurts, man. So that was kind of insane. And yeah. just the whole scope of that. The bagel. The bagel. Who knew the bagel was gonna come? I wonder back if that circle. was like intentional on like the writers' ends of being like, like, ooh, let's just take this funny? one joke and make him the villain. I mean, but you have to understand. Like, I don't know if you saw that tweet. I retweeted Al Mar- uh, Mariano Marino. I, oh, I'm so sorry, but um, like we've known each other on social for for years. Yeah, like, since before Into the Spider Verse came out, and I remember he took this picture at New York Comic Con, and somebody cosplayed as the bagel guy. And oh they, yes. yeah, and they had like the thing and the bagel, bagel, and he's like, oh, and his like even his gun was like falling out of his hand, and it was like perfect, and and so it's like that joke with it went so far within the fandom, yeah, just because he was so funny, and yeah. like like you said earlier, like he's got a bagel. He's a little bagel. He's got a bagel. Yeah. Spider-Man. He's got a bagel. Yeah, it's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> All these little tiny jokes that they've threaded into the storyline are so magnificent in every way. But the fact that they took that and legitimately made it into the perfect, like, villain origin. Turned into, like, the scariest villain, actually. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Have you like, seen at that, the that, end? That yes. joke on, on, like, social media. Yeah. He's like, Mah. like, the, the, the spot yeah. uh, music. Like, yeah. Mah. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! It's like, ah, that's actually kind of kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, and and like Boss Logic too. He just did a a very recently, like yesterday or the day before, just did like a spot portrait, and it was like pretty fantastic. And it feels super scary and dark. Jeez. And I was like, ooh, but but I did see another another tweet or or something where it it's interesting because even the bagel thing, right? Like it hit the guy on such a specific part of his head. Yeah, and then if you look at the spot. The spot is where the bagel hit. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're going to talk more about the spot later, but I think, I think what, you know, I've said many a time when it comes to Into the Spider-Verse that there's storytelling and the way that they introduce these characters. Like, I know some people are like, oh, they got to do this live action. It's like, well, they don't because it's so perfectly well done 
in animation. Yeah. Like you really don't even need to see it in live action. And I almost feel like because they're pulling in the multimedia elements of live action and really threading together this whole Spider-Man universe, they're like ensuring that you're not going to, you're not going to feel insatiable for a live version counterpart. Yes. Like they're just like, we're going to take care of all these things for you now so that you don't ask for them later. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, you know, uh, the way that they've handled the death of Spidey and how Miles becomes Spidey and then he's meeting the other spiders all the way through the sequel where he's now meeting the spot and you, you see like, with it's even you know uh it's even parallel to how each spider-man in live action has ultimately been in the second film right mm -hmm. their second film you see that they're like oh yeah they're a pro like especially tom holland that's a great example first he's kind of clunky then by the second one he's like whipping cabs and he's getting food while yeah. he's you know fighting crime it's the same thing with miles down to putting the empanada in the microwave and then oh, yeah. like the whole discussion of like he's like hey man how much do i owe you for the, for yeah, the beef yeah. patty or whatever why do they call it an atm machine the m, m is machine <laughs> like i love that it's like again perfectly embodies like who spider-man is yeah, you know i agree anyone can wear the mask and so um i think a really great point about the second film is He's not only, gr he's already grown as Spider-Man, but he still has a long way to go. And that runs parallel to who he is as a, as a person. Like, who is Miles Morales? And mm -hmm. that's, that's the genius thing about, um, my God, I forgot that comedian's name, but the woman who played the, uh, the school counselor, right? Like, her whole scene. Uh, yeah. Is really much, is very much the premise of that film. Like, she's like, I don't know who this kid is. He, you know, he has to tell his own story. And so they really jump from that point and give us like such a meaty, like two more hours after that point, yeah. which is, it seemed daunting before we got into it. But once you watch the film, mm -hmm. like I, I remember saying to a couple of people, I felt it, it was only slow for a couple of times for me. But other than that, it, it, as you perfectly say, it, said what it needed to say it told the story it needed to tell and it didn't feel like they over exaggerated or or overcompensated for anything it felt right every every bit of the way and then they leave you hanging and wanting more i was so mad <laughs> which is not i was so mad <laughs> i love that text you were like are you kidding me or what are you saying? yeah i was so mad because i was yeah, like, i was like i was like yes <laughs> Yeah, Let's save the build his up, ass. The build up was so Let's good. Let's do it. Yeah. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, this movie's. I think we're hitting like a two-hour mark yeah, at this point. And I was yeah. like, I, I don't remember the movie being like super long. Yeah. And exactly. then I was like, oh no. Yeah. I was like, I started to realize. I was like, oh no, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna blue ball us. Yeah. I was, and then I was yeah. like, no. Then the two continued. <laughs> like, what mm -hmm. the hell? Yeah. I know. I thought that they were gonna cut it when Gwen is dismissed. And like go home, Gwen. Like when they send her home, I thought that's when they were gonna cut it. Oh really? I didn't think they were gonna pull it all, still pull it together. And I was like, oh. And then the added value of like, oh, and we get Penny, and we get Peter B. Parker Noir. We get all the people from the Pete first, Parker. the first gang. Yeah. So I was that's like, oh. what I like. I, I'm like, like I'm glad that they didn't bring them back. Yeah. Like for the movie, yeah, but they yeah. brought them back. Like, oh, this makes sense yeah. why they only appear at the end. Right. And so it really does. Like they set up all these these points of like 
okay, what is Miles longing, right? Like, he misses his friends. Okay, cool. And then, okay, Miles is growing up, and his mom doesn't want him, like, she doesn't want to lose touch with who he is and her little boy. Yeah. And then they bring it all back together and unify those ideas, um, which they perfectly, almost perfectly tie up, and we still have a lot to go, which is, like, fantastic. Um, did you want to talk about this, the Spider Society at all? we can a little bit (laughs) and there's still like i don't know if you're following chris anka so chris anka again he's the one that drew star lord so he has been in the game for for quite a bit and he's finally getting his time in in the spotlight which is fantastic because he's worked on this film for three years um he quite literally went from doing comics to now he's a art director on this film you know it's it's incredible and so he's he kind of jokingly, almost jokingly, but put a feeler out on Twitter last week and was like, I have so much material I could share. I could probably do one a day. And people Jeez. were like, people were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so he was like, okay. So he's been doing it every day. He's been sharing storyboards. He's been sharing character designs. Oh my and so, gosh. so yeah, so he's, I think he's on Spider Cyborg right now, but he did Gwen the other day or the last two or three days. He did Miles before that. He did Miguel before that. I need to look. So he's going through, yeah, yeah Chris Anka, K K R I S A N K A, and so, um, so yeah, he's going through, and he just covered like the little. I didn't even notice him until the other day. The tiny little Spider-Man plushes in there, yeah, <laughs> like, and the popsicle, ah! yeah, and the popsicle. Oh, the popsicle is funny because my friend tweeted the funniest tweet, and he was like, "I can't imagine what the popsicle's canon event was." <laughs> <laughs> We were saying, uh, <laughs> oh, what was it? even 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 the even even Peter parked car. Peter parked like, car. Like, what was yeah, his what was his exactly. hand And they were like, oh yeah. my god, I forget. Yeah. but it was just like, oh, a DUI. Yeah, oh, god, awful. god, yeah. So I just think it's oh, so. My god. But yeah, so so Chris alone uh, created 150 of the spiders that are in the spider society for the record. So he's got a lot of material he's gonna get through, which is incredible. And so, um, yeah, I can't wait for, for gallery nucleus to do a, a feature on that. Cause I feel like they will, they did it for the first film. Yeah. They'll probably do it again. So, so hopefully they'll show I a lot of I think my favorite that. part of that spider society, I have two favorite moments actually. Yeah. Three. <laughs> it's when they're running through the the villain part, and yeah. you see Donald Glover again, and, yeah. and everyone's like, "Boo!" Yeah, yeah. Boo. <laughs> yeah. The second favorite part is when he meets with Spider Cowboy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, draw on three, one." You didn't wait on three. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. He's so funny. And the third one was the the, the therapy. And he's like, "I was just looking oh, yeah. and my uncle. <laughs> let me guess." He died. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. They, they all think they're unique, but they have the same, like, the same running joke. Yeah. Like, when he say, it's like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. She was like, oh, really? You're Spider-Man? So am I. <laughs> that was or he's like, he's like, oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, catch Spider-Man. Catch Spider-Man. You? 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 Oh, you? my God. I about died on that one because you know it's coming. Yeah. You know it's coming. And then they do it. And it's the, the massive yeah. like thing you've seen at many Every, conventions yeah, you yeah you <laughs> exactly it. you gotta do it so so yeah i mean super fantastic absolutely love what they've done and i just feel like it's only gonna get crazier from this point um but uh, as far as the episode goes uh we can move on and so we did get a listener comment simply said from krizuno on instagram he is my son <laughs> that's all i got at the moment 
And I agree. He's fantastic. He's everybody's son. You just want to look out for him. He's a great, 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 great kid. And you can't help but sympathize with Rio a lot. And you're just like, oh, stop making the dumb decisions, kid. No, you can do better. It's okay, yeah, kid. Don't worry. Like, smiles. What are you? Yeah. Oh, God, man. <laughs> no, no, he's only a kid. I know. He's just a kid. You know, your shoes are tight. Uh-huh. This is a, a onesie, so I don't really have to worry about it. I thought I was the only one. You're like me. I don't want to be. I don't think you have a choice, kiddo. Um, so powers and paraphernalia. So this, I mean, this is nothing you've never heard before. So spider physiology, all the things we're familiar with, including but not limited to superhuman strength, speed, stamina, durability, agility, equilibrium, and reflexes, as well as wall crawling, spider sense, electricity generation. So this is the one thing that makes Smiles stand out from the rest is the electricity generation. Yeah. Generation. So he's got a venom blast which we're familiar with, um, especially in the second film. Like, you know, it was the shoulder touch from the first first movie. Mm-hmm. The second one, he's kind of vamped up a bit because he's, he's got more, and like Hobie told him, use, use, your, your, palm. use your palms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the comics, he also has venom beams, uh, a venom punch. I guess he's kind of used that in the film. As well as energy thread generation, lateral repulsion, and bioelectric constructs. So he can do a lot of electricity I, stuff I, in the comics. I feel like we'll see his full, full power yeah. in the third movie. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I'm pretty sure they did it in Spider-Man 1, but you know when you can tether the electricity between yeah. the villains? It's like that. So that's, the, that's the, the, the thread. Yeah. So he has that in the comics. That's how it was adapted to the game. Ooh. And then last but not least, camouflage and regeneration. So the regeneration they've not touched on too much yet, but it's something that they don't really like to hone on, Uh um, as far as you can tell in the films, because they don't want you to feel like he's immortal, because that kind of takes away from the allure that is Peter Parker or Miles Morales. But he does have it in the comics, just a bit. And so these are more or less on par with the film. Um, And he still has his, you know, he's still learning his potential. And we're only in the second of three films so far. Yeah. Uh, with God knows how, how far to go. So, uh, you know, there, there's quite a bit to go through and I'm sure we'll see them slowly, but surely. Uh, that said, um, it said that, uh, people like Miles, whose physiology was affected by the Oz formula in the comics, mm-hmm. experienced an immortality side effect. So, um, but for him, it, it didn't quite come into fruition. So I wanted to very quickly touch on that because, again, it's it's kind of one of those things like, oh, well, the whole thing about Peter Parker is that he's human, right? Like he's he's obviously got spider powers and stuff, but making him immortal kind of almost takes away from the allure of, of how fragile he can be. Sure, yeah. So in the Ultimates universe... Um, when you know, although Peter Parker died, right? They buried the kid. They did the whole thing. Yeah. He's got a gravestone. He came back at the end of the series. And I believe he quite literally crawled out of his grave. My God. So he died, but it took him all that time from when he died to when he resurrected for his regeneration to kick back in. Holy. So <laughs> so his regenerative powers kicked in while he was basically a corpse mm-hmm. reformulated his physiology and he was able to come back and be like, Hey miles, 
don't tell anybody I'm alive. Oh my god! And then he and MJ, he like gets, he connects with MJ again. They ride off into the sunset. They're like, bye. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to live his life. Yeah. He was done. He was like done with it. So, um, so yeah, I don't. You know, they really haven't touched on Miles having that attribute any any time recently. Uh, and I don't think they'll do it in the films, but who knows? So as far as aesthetic goes. Uh, different iterations of the suit do happen, like, in the film. So, like I showed you earlier, Jeff, he comes in with the red spider suit. It's kind of yeah. homemade. Uh, not unlike the film where he buys, quite literally buys a costume from Stan Lee. Um, <laughs> and there's no refund. That's funny. Yeah. And then, uh, and then kind of upgrades himself in the movie by, by painting black on top of the existing red Spider-Man suit. To which, of course, in the second film, he's officially got something bigger, better, more tight. Um, but in, in, as you can see in our doc, uh, it's pretty similar. There's, there's not much of a difference, um, straight up from, from the red webbing and the, the way that they've articulated the design on his chest, mm. um, down to the red fingertips and the red soles. I love the black and red suit. Oh, it's Man, so good. It's so cool. Yeah. I remember, like, when it first came out and everyone was just kind of like, Whoa. Whoa. Because, you know, every variation of Spider-Man has always been red and blue. Mm -hmm. Always. Scarlet Spider was red and blue. 2099 was red and blue. And so when Miles came around, everyone was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's the blue? Yeah. Oh, it's black. Oh, snap. And everybody realized. So cool. Yeah. And Jordans. Wearing, and Jordans. Oh yeah. The Jordans are a great aspect, too, that they've pulled in. And so um, if you scroll down a little further, he has been introduced to a new suit in the comic books. I have a theory that they, that we might be, we might actually see this at some point in the film, but I don't know, maybe, I'm not sure. Um, and it's, so it's, it's more of a, I don't know, athletic, almost jogger look. Yeah. It is kind of like almost maroon, but it is red. It's supposed to be red and black okay. as well. And so it, it's kind of like a spider suit that has a hoodie on top. Yeah. And then he has that thing that people have where it's like it goes over the uh, mouth. Okay. Yeah. And it's a slick new design. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we might see at the very end of the, the last, the, the final piece of this trilogy, but uh -huh. I don't know. Cause where does he go? Right? Like everybody gets a glow up. Everybody. So. Whether or not he'll have one in the next film, I guess we'll see. Okay. Um, can you let go, please? I oh, ow, ow, can't let go. It's fine, just... Ow, ow. Miles, let go. Working on it? It's just puberty. I don't think you know what puberty is. Just relax. Okay, I have a plan. I'm going to pull really hard. That's a terrible plan. One. Don't do this. Two. Three. Um, so yeah, from there... Friends, family, and affiliations. <laughs> and so right off the top of this section, Gunky Lee, let <laughs> me remind you all. <laughs> you got buff as hell though. Gunky, <laughs> I know. Gunky is not based on Ned Leeds from the MCU. Ned is based on Gunky. So I'm sure people make that thing. They're like, oh, he's like the kid in Homecoming and far from... No, no. no. Gunky was first. True. <laughs> he True. was exactly the same. True. And again, I think that's why they did make him buff and like trim him up because they needed to pull him a little bit away from, from the cinematic version. Um, 
well, variant, if you will. And so, you know, that said, he is very much like Ned Leeds that we know from MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comics, he, he was, or Ed still is, quite a little bit of a more very doughy, kind-hearted, the guy in the chair type, um, right down to like, you remember that scene in, Sp- I don't know which Spider-Man it was, but Tom Holland's Spider-Man, where he rushes in and he's like, got the Lego and he like drops the Lego. Is it the Death Star or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost exactly the same as in the comic with Miles and, and uh, Gunky. Yeah. And so anyway, so, um, but yeah, he's, he's pretty much that guy. He's that character and he's, he's as conf, he's Miles as confident, confidant, um, in his spider life. And so, um, Gunky was also the first person to know, let alone see Miles's powers in the comics too. Like he quite literally like realizes, Oh, I can go invisible. What the? And then he runs to Gunky's place. Breaks the Lego by accident. <laughs> or no, he shows him the shock power, his his venom blast. Yeah, yeah. He like breaks it with the powers. And then, you know, Gunky's like, oh my God, you're a superhero. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. And so in the film, Gunky, uh, voiced by Peter Son in both films, uh, he's had a little role. I think, be- again, like I-, I said it in the first film too, I feel like they're not giving him as much of... Um, not much screen time because of Ned leads and there would be too many similarities maybe, yeah. but also the fact that there are like a billion spider people. So a it's, lot. yeah. So it's not like miles won't have anybody to, uh, to talk with. Um, but from that we'll, we'll move on to Rio Morales. Um, so while Rio plays a role as impactful in the comics through and through the comic book version meets an unfortunate fate so i have i only had so many screenshots and this was one of the screenshots i wanted to show you and so yeah once again this is miles and getting bit at uncle aaron's Uh but after a fight with a formidable mutation of venom and its host miles has a pretty epic epic battle in brooklyn general so it's the hospital that rio works in 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 the comics Mm -hmm. and so rio comes to spider spidey's defense um, when things aren't looking so great for him, and you have to remember, Venom in this universe, perhaps not Eddie Brock and like not massive in that sense, but like it was like a weird mutate. Yeah. But it was still one person. And so Rio comes to d- what you think is the rescue. She's got a gun and she's like, no, you don't like, like leave Spider Man alone. She's doing the whole thing. And so the symbiote consumes Miles. <laughs> My gosh. And then she says, then she starts to break down and she's like, please let my son go. Oh my God. And so you realize then, oh, she's known the whole time and she's just let him do his thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, but <laughs> as the venom mute symbiote like explodes, it quite literally explodes because Miles has blown it up from the inside with his venom yes. blast. Um, all these, the, the host, doc, who ends up being Dr. Marcus, who was the first person uh-huh. that Norman Osborn talked to about these spiders. Yeah. He was the guy that was originally uh, op- uh, uh, doing um, experiments yeah. with the spider that inevitably bit uh, Miles. He was the Venom host. He dies as the police come and they start shooting up the place. Oh my goodness. So he dies by police. And then, unfortunately... <laughs> 
Rio is caught in the crossfire. Of course, they're always caught in the crossfire. <laughs> it's messed up. This it, is my canon Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, all things considered, especially when it comes to real life. But yeah, so so Rio gets caught in the crossfire uh, between the police and Venom, and then she's shot and she dies. She dies, and so um, no less in Miles's arms. So that's that's. Like not even his canon event. It's just another event in his life that's Spider- just horrible. Dude, being, being Spider-Man sucks. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So whether or not she meets the same fate in the films, we don't know yet. Like, like they could pull a big one on us and be like, okay, because they're leading these, they're leading us down this path of Captain, 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 Captain. It might not be the Captain. It might be Rio. I feel like it. I feel like it, it would. Because <laughs> in the game, it was it was Jeff, right? It was Jefferson in the game. It was, it was Miles' yeah, dad. Yeah, he died He died in, yes. like, what was it? I can't remember. It was an explosion yeah. at, 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 like, a talk that at, at ta- the hall ta- or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And I feel like we as the audience, I feel like we've been connecting more with Rio yeah. rather than Jefferson. Exactly. Um, like, yeah. like, yeah, he's the goofy dad. He's, you know, he's captain now, da, da, da. Yeah. But Especially in the second film. Exactly. In, beyond, in, a, in Across the Spider-Verse, we're mostly hearing like how Rio is how, how she feels about Miles and what, mm-hmm. what she doesn't want to lose uh, so yeah it could be yeah and then, and then it even even at the end yeah of, you know when he goes to earth 42 yeah it's she sees yeah he sees Rio first right exactly um which was an insane first of all insane yeah. ending and editing yeah at that <laughs> Incredible. End. I was like oh my like, god that's when it really felt next level there yeah it so really it did. could be and I think if if Rio did die, mm-hmm. I think it would it would hit harder. a lot harder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so too. And so, of course, in the SSMU, um, voiced by Lauren Velez, um, <laughs> I put perhaps one of the most perfectly crafted characters because she is, she really is. Just for like, she's I don't want to say the anti Aunt May because she has very many things that are very similar to Aunt May. She's yeah. she's worrisome, but she's also kind of pretty cool but she's like next level like awesome right she's yeah. like the perfect mom in so many ways um and uh yeah i put mom of moms and <laughs> uh and so lo- like aunt may and uncle ben before her she she equips miles with choice words to guide him through his journey so so yeah like you said very good points you really get to know and bond with her in the second film and they're puerto rican Puerto Rican, yeah. Puerto Rican. Did you notice that little like yeah, the Easter snap. egg, the snap? Well, did you see what the animator posted? He posted like he put himself in the scene, but while he was uh, doing the what do you call it? The animation. Yeah, but he like filmed himself doing it so that yes. he had reference. He had yeah, yeah. Pre- oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was like three of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he and he is also Puerto Rican. So, yeah, yeah. Like, he put it in there, and I was like, that's super that's cool. That's so you can, like, cool. Do that kind of stuff. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. Um, yeah, so I absolutely love Rio. Um, she's been so consistently great, as has been Jefferson Davis Morales. And so um, the funny thing about Jeff in the comics is that he met Rio all thanks to Uncle Aaron. Mm. So uh, a raid occurred while Jeff was accompanying Uncle Aaron and his associate, Turk. Do you remember who Turk is? Ooh, I forget. So Turk is, if you go back to Daredevil and Defenders, he's that dude that's always dealing guns. Oh, and, oh, and he's like, yeah. 
Yes. They always let him go, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always like that guy. Yeah. So in the comics, Aaron and Turk are always rolling together. They're always doing jobs, yeah. doing gigs. And so Jeff went with Aaron on this one particular, you know, night and Jeff was like, uh, Aaron was like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're just going to do something real quick. And so, so a raid happened as they went to go do this real quick thing. And so Jeff like displayed such a skill of getting out of that situation mm-hmm. that he caught the eye of Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, who were part of the sting operation. <laughs> and so they're like, who is this guy? <laughs> but he did such a great job. They were like, huh, maybe we could use him. And so, so Nick more or less like at like propositions him like, Hey, would you be willing to kind of like just stick with this guy and learn more about what they're doing and then tell us? Mm. And so Jeff cooperates. And so he continues to kind of go into this underbelly of Brooklyn with Aaron Turk and then they get wrapped it up in Wilson Fisk's world. Of course. Of course. And so. After all is said and done, um, Jeff is like. After they brought down the Kingpin, after they brought down Wilson Fisk, he's like, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, I yeah. don't want to do this anymore." And then he's in physical therapy, and then he meets Rio, who is a nurse, uh, and so that's how they that's come right. together. Yeah, and so out from there, that's when he decides. You know what? I do like the the, the whole idea. So I'm going to protect and serve as an actual officer. He then becomes an officer. They get married. They have Miles Morales. Uh, yeah. So that's how it all comes together. And it's all kind of thanks to Uncle Aaron. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Who um, we'll talk about shortly. But yeah, Captain Jefferson Davis, he's not Morales. They don't sh- they don't say Morales in the movie, but he is still it's 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 a hyphenated name. Let's let's be honest. Um, voiced by Brian Tyree Henry. And I just have two bullet points. Lovable dad and also the curse of the captain. So, so yeah, the first film, very much dad, 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 dad. And how the two of them get along. And you can tell he's kind of tough love. Um, and then they introduce, like, they kind of want to scare you into, into submission of, like, the canon event with, oh, the captain dies. Like, the captain I dies. I know. Spider-Man 29 now is like... yeah. Yeah, he's gonna die. He's gonna die in two days. Yeah. So, but it's I know, and it's interesting because because I think what people forget is that I think Gwen even says it. She's like, "But how do you know that that's going to be the canon event?" Because of course she's asking because she's worried about her own father. Yeah. And so when she goes back to Earth sixty five, yeah, and he's like, "I quit." She's like, "Oh, cool." So that means that. You there can't. is not going to be another canon yeah. event because you're not a captain. Yeah. And I think that almost negates the, hypoth- the hypotheses that Miguel has put out because it's like, well. That's what people are saying on uh, the <laughs> internet. They're really? like, like, why is that? Like, yeah. People are thinking that it's, he's being controlled by a higher power <laughs> and he's just spewing yeah. that out because that's yeah. just what's right. That's just what. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's I think it has potential to be a gigantic red herring. Um because yeah, I I if you're looking back at how closely they have actually followed the source material, all signs are pointing to Rio. It's like Captain Captain Davis is almost too easy in a way. Yeah. It makes sense, but it's almost too easy. It's like they're gonna bait and switch people who have no idea. Yeah. And be like, just kidding, 
the mom is going to die, <laughs> <laughs> which is even worse because you love her. Yeah. Like you love, well, not that, not that you don't love them both, but you, 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 there's something about like just her mom aura yeah. where you're like, like, oh man, she's yeah. great. Yeah. And it's, it's also one of those instances and one of those characters that you just don't want him to lose anybody. Yeah. You really don't. And so you just want him to win, but that's the thing that Spider-Man really have in common is that they I mean, always when, lose I mean, something. In the, in the first Spider-Man PS4 game when Aunt May died. Yeah. Which was. For some reason, I was uh, yeah. not seeing that at all. Same. And I was like, oh my God, this sucks. Yeah. I didn't. I cried. I cried too. I didn't expect that to happen I, at all. I was a mess. And that. Honestly, that twist is what set course for me with Far From Home. I was like, oh no, she's gonna die. Because it's so left field. I didn't even you see You don't yeah. expect it. I didn't even see yeah. her dying in, yeah. no way, in No Way Home. I didn't until literally when she got up. And then I was like, oh. And then she stumbled. I was like, oh no, yeah. she's dying. I was like, oh yeah. no. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, please, it's God. <laughs> Not Marissa yeah. Tomei. Man. I know. <laughs> Aunt Bay. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know how it'll be. I mean, people know. Some people know already. Someone's um, dying. Someone is definitely dying though, unfortunately. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I love Jefferson, love Rhea, they're so great. Um and so yeah, a, a quick reminder about Earth sixteen ten. Another one actually. So in the twenty fifteen version of Secret Wars in the comics. Earth 1610 was destroyed only to be subsequently rebuilt. So this was like, <laughs> this was like the retcon, right? They were like, uh, mm, let's get rid of all the stuff we don't like. <laughs> and they were like, how do we do that? Let's destroy the Earth. Yeah. So they were like, big event, Secret Wars, 2015 edition. And so, um, after it was rebuilt by, I believe it was Molecule Man, he puts it, he brings it all back together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the inhabitants. Just wait till he shows up. He's going to show so up somewhere. Funny. But where's Stilt Man? <laughs> I know! Come on! <laughs> I'm waiting! Come on, Sony. Uh, so, so the inhabitants of Earth 1610 were inevitably rewritten into history when they were imported into 616. Mm. So, nobody goes, wait, Miles Morales? Like, no. They, it's rewritten as if they were there all along. Got it. So they exist there. There's no duplicates. There's none of that. They're the only ones. They Just were like... Bloop, bloop. Rebuilt. Okay. Rebuilt, yeah. And so that allowed Miles to have his family and friends in that universe despite the original demise. Whether or not that includes like the, the doubles like Gwen Stacy, Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. I don't know. But they just never appear again. <laughs> so I'm assuming not. But everybody else, the Gunky and the mom, yeah, yeah they're all there. And so... Um, <laughs> all the, all the keyword, keywords hit in that story arc. You heard Battle World. You heard about incursions. All of oh, that. Man. It's all in there. So it gave creators the ability to scrap simply what did not work and keep what did. So all of these, these keywords, they're starting to drop into the MCU and introduce us into the bigger picture. So don't be surprised if by Beyond the Spider Verse, you're like, I got that reference, uh, because it's gonna happen. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you want to talk about the rest of the friends in the SSMU and when it comes to Peter B. Parker or Penny or Peter Parker or Peter Parker or? <laughs> I think I am falling for Gwen Stacy. <laughs> that's also very biased because of Haley Steinfeld. Because it's Haley Steinfeld, yeah. But I feel like she 
Like great character, right? Even I was talking to Sam's brother and um, and his wife. We were talking about Spider Verse, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the album. So I, like I said, I had list- I was listening to the album way before, even just before that I saw them. Yeah, movie. you said it. You had it on repeat. I had. I still do. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these are such good songs. And then I saw it in context in the movie, mm-hmm. and it's even it's ten times better. Yeah, that's that's so, more or less why I wait. So. To so Gwen's song that's played during her, yeah. I think, but she, she was she was like there's like a like a a montage of her and mm-hmm. the Coyle Ray song, the self love song was mm-hmm. playing, mm-hmm. and it just made so much sense for her, and yeah. I was like, this is great. And at the end of that song on the album, it's, it, it's her line of, in every universe, Gwen Stacy falls, falls for, for Spider Man, <laughs> and I say it in the exact exact yeah. like, and in every universe. Yeah. It doesn't end well. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Ah. Bro. My heart. And then speaking of, I didn't dive into it because I do want to be mostly surprised, even though I know it's probably impossible at this point. Yeah. But evidently in Beyond the Spider-Verse, we're going to see even more Gwen Stacy's. Like we're going to see variants of her. So I was like, oh, oh my I, I God. That, yeah. So I'm like bracing myself. Are they going to actually do the proper 616 death off the bridge? Green Goblin, Spider-Man snapping her neck ordeal. Because that's the only way they're going to get get away with it. Another snap, baby! I know! Oh, yeah! The worst one! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like... That's the thing. That's funny, right? Because it's... It, Gwen, this Gwen is a little more complicated because she's not only Gwen... She's not only Spider-Man, quote-unquote Spider-Man. Yeah. She's also Gwen Stacy. Yes. So... She has all the complexities and bad luck that Peter Parker usually has. Yeah. But the added value of, like, Gwen Stacy ain't the luckiest gal in the galaxy either. So, like, her point is that, yeah, like, she always falls for Spider-Man. Sometimes literally. But it never, ever, ever goes well. It never ends up in their favor. And that's just simply the way that things go for them. Yeah, um, I, so I'm like loving Gwen Stacy and yeah. like her background. I love Peter B. Parker. I love him like so the whole much. Mayday thing. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and like, yeah. and then that little backstory where he like trapped uh, Miles in that a boiler room or whatever. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, like you're the reason I I she's like you're the reason she's alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're the reason I have her. Ugh, and so I was good. like, damn. Yeah. But then you start like thinking about stuff, and you're like, okay, well. What's his canon event? Like, well, you know, like, did Miles Morales really change the Spider Verse? Yeah. And yeah. yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. And I love Jake Johnson for the record. Like, Jake Johnson is <laughs> if, amazing. If there's ever a live action Peter B. Parker, I want Jake Johnson to play him. I want that to happen. And I had this, I had this moment, like, we'll get into it later, but I had this moment of like, yo, what if all of the voice actors played the live action version in Beyond the Beyond the Spider Verse, uh, like just a, for a hot like yeah, just yeah, a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if there's a scene that they show all the variants and they're all their variants? I would trip. I would like, especially for Dude, Jake Johnson and, and even, Haley, even Andy Samberg as Ben Riley. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I'm here. Oh, perfect pose. Perfect pose. <laughs> there's something in I better check it out. So oh, good. There's an there's yeah. anomaly, but the walls are the same. And I was like, oh my god. Well, that's how. I mean, like, 
this is obviously a, a discussion of like the animation styles and the treatments and all that proprietary stuff that Sony is so magnificently created. But like the funny thing about that is even though it's complete satire, it's like, it's like a mockery of like nineties niche yeah, like, yeah, Spider-Man yeah. comics. It fits perfectly. Oh, you can't amazing. be mad at it because yeah. that's exactly what it is. He's yeah. always like super ripped muscles. And, yeah. Like, it's accentuated and he's always looking like dramatically. Like, oh, I'm going through it. I'm going yeah. through a moment. Yeah, what he was saying, he's like, I'm remembering all the depressing moments in my life or something like that. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. And that's how it is. Like, it's, it, it's just, that's just how it is. But in the comics, they took it very seriously. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, it's, I call it the Todd McFarlane era. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's what it was yeah. like. Uh, before we move on, I also love Spider Punk. Dude, Hobie, I, I put it back up. <laughs> so there's the, in his first origin story. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have an original page from his origin story. Yeah. I didn't know how what, what I was gonna expect of him, especially his first entrance. And I was like, I was like, oh, like I know. Glenn I, visited him. I at, kept telling room. people, I was like, you're gonna love Spider Punk. Wait, and this was before the movie came out. right? Yeah. I was just like, I knew that he was in it, and I was like, everyone's gonna love him. I know it. Yeah. And then, and he's he's like, he's like, oh, Gwen, you left your jumper. Yeah, my place. What's a jumper? <laughs> <laughs> are those my, are those my chucks? And. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, oh, there's tension, there's yeah. tension. But then you, you start to realize like, he's yeah. the only one yeah. that was willing to help Miles. Yeah. And everyone on the internet caught that. They were just like, like oh the my God, like he's a real MVP. One. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's, oh my God, his lines were It's so good. Hilarious. And you have to like, he's so quick because he's got a Cockney accent, right? So yeah. he's very quick-witted, very, very, like, if you don't, and that's where the sound thing comes into play. Like, if you don't have that great sound in the theater, yeah. you're going to miss what he's saying. Yeah. And so it is kind of unfortunate for people who saw it once and they just had the, the really low volume because he says stuff. You're just like, ah, oh, especially when they're walking through that scene to go see Miguel. And he's pocketing all the stuff, yeah. like Baby Rocket. Like, he's yeah, pulling yeah, all yeah. that stuff, putting it in his pocket. And yeah. he's just like, oh, yeah, man. You know, you got to take things into your own hands. Yeah. You know, and, and and then the palm thing. And you almost get the vibe that, like, clearly they pit them against each other because there's a girl involved, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, no, no, no. That's just your own perception. Like, Hobie is really reaching out to him being like, oh, no, you know, next time you do that shock thing, you got to use your whole palm. Use, use your palms, mate. And he was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he's so distracted. And so they're also expecting the, the, the audience to be distracted by the fact that, wait, Gwen and him and wait what oh, toothbrush like they're throwing all these things at you so that you're just like you don't know what to focus on yeah but yeah he comes out like an MVP I hate the AM I hate the PM I'm not a hero I'm not a hero something <laughs> thought so fascist <laughs> He's like, how are we? Oh, no, and and then the album, him. he's like, how are you cooler even under yeah, the mask? He's like, mask. and then he's like, I was cool this whole time. And I yeah. was like, ah, oh, so sick. <laughs> and then Daniel Cooley. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love yeah. everything about it. Yeah. So that's, that's, and that's the cool thing that they, they did adapt from the origin story as well. Or not, was it the origin story? Um, but it was one of the issues when they were introducing Hobie. And I think, yeah, I think it was the origin story. And so you go, like, you've, you've bonded with this character very quickly because he's so, cool yeah so cool and so even in the comics the minute you he unmasks himself you're like oh damn damn Crazy. you're even cooler like <laughs> like it's just nothing you expect yeah. you know and then yeah fun fact about his animation style too in the 
in the movie, which yeah. is insane. You know, it's oh, like it's like, the, it. it's like the like the ripped paper mm-hmm. type stuff, like yeah, like kind of like like protest, like all that stuff. Hundred percent. I yeah. think I was reading or watching something. Uh, so I think when you do animation, it's mostly edited. Um, frames are animated on ones and twos. Yeah. Right. I think. Uh, Spider Punk was animated on threes, oh. so every three frames there was a new pose. That's why he mm. sticks out and is so different. Yeah, his, from all the you other. You could tell, right? Yeah. He had like a certain tick to him. Yeah, that wasn't as smooth, but the jarring factor of him was just so cool. So cool. yeah, I just uh, I need I to just, watch it again. I know. I want to see everything that's just animation cycles. No, I want to see it. In, it's an IMAX, right? Yes. I want to oh. see it in IMAX. Oh, you didn't see it in IMAX? I just saw it. I, just wanted oh, to, I was really? like, I just need to see it. Yeah. I need to watch this movie. Yeah, I refuse to see it in anything but IMAX because <laughs> I know, because even from the first one, I was like, the first time I saw the first one was at Sony, so it was like a small theater, but, yeah. but the very, very first official time, I was like, I want IMAX. I want to make sure I'm in the middle. <laughs> I want all these things. And so it's the best way to experience it at its full potential, especially yeah. these films. Like, I, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, see it in IMAX. And it's like, no, this one, you really got to see in IMAX. Um, and so, I know, before we talk about Hobie, his name is Hobart, by the way. Uh. <laughs> so if we talk about Hobie, you know, more, I, I, I do want to say that because, again, like, like many of these spiders, we can actually talk about them in their own episodes. But... Um, we can move on to notable adversaries. And so, uh, much like the rest of our other spider people, Miles encounters many familiar adversaries to that of Prime Earth's Peter Parker. So, um, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> There's a lot. So, we're just going to stick to the ones um, we're more familiar with, thanks to the films. Yep. Um, so, very quickly, uh, Wilson Fisk, Kingpin. And so... Um, in the comics, he's predominantly a Peter Parker foe uh, in 1610, and Fisk and Miles only cross paths, or may have not crossed paths at all if not had been for Jefferson. So the Jefferson factor that we talked about earlier is more or less what really intersects them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's more or less all they have in common. They don't have the same collision that they do like in Inter- Into the Spider-Verse. Um which, of course, uh, voiced by Lee Schreiber <laughs> in oh, the first right. film. Yeah. So, again, he's larger than life. Super collider. Shoulder touch. Hey. Um, yeah. He's he's based off of, uh, you know, an iconic Bilson Kevich um, piece of artwork from the comics. Um, yeah. He's definitely got more against him in the films than, than uh, in the comics. So, um, you know who has a lot more, though? <laughs> Frank. AKA Spot. <laughs> so in the in the comics, uh, on Earth's 1610, a man simply known as Frank was subjected to experiments being conducted by Roxon Industries. Ah. Yeah, ultimately mutating his form and allowing him to produce and manipulate black wormholes of antimatter. It's kind of insane. Yeah. If you think about it, it's just in this black hole, wormholes for days, right? Like, it's funny at first, but then you think about it, and you're like, oh. Like, how do you stop that? Yeah. Multi- <laughs> he's like, he's. I think he says it in the movie. He's like, it's like the multiverse in the palm of my hand. Literally. Like, literally, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, fun fact about, about Spot, his Earth 616 counterpart um, was named Dr. Jonathan Ahn. Um, he attended MIT and was college roommates with Quentin Beck, mm. a.k.a. 
Mysterio. Mysterio, Mysterio. Yeah, so um while they well <laughs> Spot doesn't have too much with Miles aside, I think they had one battle and it was like one issue. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. He's definitely got a significant play uh, on Miles in the film. Oh yeah, so much that he's crossing over into another film, um, and of, he's only known as Spot. We don't know his real alias now. I feel like it might have been in the Office, but I couldn't catch it. His real name, maybe. Yeah. Um, so of course, voiced by Jason Schwartzman. Hilarious. <laughs> it's funny because like right off the bat, I was like, it's either Ben Schwartz or Jason Schwartzman. I didn't know which one it was, and I was like, ah, I think it's Jason. I'm not sure. So um, yes, of course, voiced by Jason. Um, again, the bagel guy. He took and- a bagel. <laughs> and uh, he worked at Alchemax under Wilson Fisk, so they're tying it all together. Um, yeah, and. Basically, like all of the Spider-Man villains, like Electro, they just something bad happens to them on the job, and they're like Spider-Man. <laughs> they just have to blame Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, and they gotta blame somebody, and it's gonna be Spider-Man. Like you were there when my family died. Yeah. Now I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so messed up. Jeez, man. Yeah. Oof. Villain origin story. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, gosh, what what else can we say about the about the? I was gonna call him the bagel guy, the spot. I mean, at first it was kind of silly, like during when he, his first introduction. I hundred percent thought he was gonna be a throwaway. I was like, hundred percent. He was like, "Don't mind me. I'm just gonna steal this ATM machine." Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, didn't have that fight. And I'm like, okay, like, he's tied like where's yeah. your ATM machine? It isn't chained to the floor, is it? Because I'm going to rob you. What? Nothing? <laughs> I didn't see anything. Yeah. And then got into that fight, you know, worked out. And then he started to realize his true potential. And it was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. This man is traveling. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. The fact that he kicked himself into himself. It's kind of hilarious. It's hilarious. That is funny. <laughs> and that was kind of more or less his secondary canon event. Yeah. Because that's how he figured out. He's like, like oh. Yeah. The, 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 how are the multiverse? In yeah. The palm of my hand. <laughs> that's something super villains say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so we've yet to see uh, the full the full breath of like what he's going to do. I think that would be a hard villain to do live action. Yeah. I mean, it would just be kind of silly. It would be, like, actually silly. It would look silly. Yeah. It would feel kind of silly. I'm not saying it's not dual, but I just feel like it works, obviously, way better in animation. Sure. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, maybe you won't get this because you don't watch Evangelion, but there's so many treatments with the spot, just, like, even just the way that they animated certain scenes that are... Right out of Evangelion, which of course is a Japanese anime, like uh-huh. a classic Japanese anime at this point, the turn of the 2000s. Okay. And like his floaty, like scary floaty thing, like it's straight out of the, like, and it's just as, like, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. It's like legitimately scary. It, it borders like Japanese horror in a weird way, right? Yeah. It's this white, ominous thing floating, and he's saying scary things, and then, but yet the voice is still like, He's not like Wilson Fisk, right? Yeah. It's like, and now I'm going to kill you, horse. Yeah. And it's like that jarring, like, reverberation. You're like, like, all right. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we haven't yet even, I don't think we've even seen the worst of it with him. But whether or not he's the final final, or if he's like the baddie at the beginning of the first half of the film, and then it's 
who Miles we're going to talk about Miles. next. Yeah, exactly. Like, whoo, we don't know yet. So we'll see. So speaking of that, uh, wanted to talk about uh, Uncle Aaron very quickly. So good old bad Uncle Aaron uh, he, in the comics, again, hired by Roxxon. So like I mentioned, once once all of the news about Norman Osborn conducting experiments and being the Green Goblin got out. Yeah. All of his, um, all of his competition wanted to hone in and steal the tech, steal the experiments. Of course. And so Roxon hired Uncle Aaron to go in to steal their stuff. And so while he was ransacking, that's when the spider got into the backpack. Uh, he didn't take it. It got in there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the rest of that story. And so, um, so yeah, he's pretty consistent. Uh, I don't, I don't remember about the Prowler stuff. I probably should look it up. Because um, he was, a, I believe, Hobart Brown in oh. another universe is the Prowler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, gosh, now i got to look that up. <laughs> Hobart Brown. So, yeah, so whereas Uncle Aaron is Uncle Aaron in the comics, yes. 1610, Hobie Brown of 616 is actually the Prowler. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> that's what I remember. That's why, oh God, all the Spider-Verse stuff is coming back to me. So that's why, that's what makes Spider-Punk so brilliant too, because I believe Dan even clarified on Twitter that originally Spider-Punk was supposed to be a rendition of Spider-UK, uh, which is also a version of Captain Carter. <laughs> all of those are all connected, right? So it's almost like they flow into each other. So, so Hobie Brown of his Earth was supposed to be um, the Prowler, but they changed him into Spider Punk, blah, 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 blah. I'm going down a big rabbit hole. But anyway, <laughs> so, you know, so that's as far as Uncle Aaron goes. Um, so in the film, yeah, they've, they've made him into the Prowler, much like the video game. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, voiced by Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Um, <laughs> this is like, I'm going to do this again. So, um, in the SSMU, Aaron Davis, the Prowler, voiced by Mahershala Ali, and portrayed by Donald Glover. That's insane. <laughs> like, Donald Glover really does have some deep roots in this character, like, in, in Miles. Crazy. Yeah, because he's he's part of so many aspects of him. And yeah, like, again, like, that, that whole thing with him in Homecoming, like, him referring to Miles. Did you ever see that deleted clip? Uh, yes. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. hey, Miles, I'm going to be late. Yeah. And it's because he's stuck to the car. Yeah. And I remember like that, and I was like, what? <laughs> they're just throwing Easter eggs in there, yeah. man. But then that also means that there is a Miles Morales in the, the Earth 1999999999. So, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But, um, in, in the film, uh, in, into the Spider-Verse and, and across the Spider-Verse, they don't explicitly say what crimes Aaron specializes in, but he's noted as an assassin and a mercenary, a step up from being just a burglar like he was in the comics. And so, uh, it is by this proxy that we're then introduced to Miles Morales. I love that that was the differentiating, like, factor of when Miles meets himself in yeah. Earth 42 is that that Miles Morales not only has braids, but he even says it with the accent. Yeah. He, ha- he like, he kept he his, actually his kept the Spanish. Accent. Yeah, yeah. So you can tell he's already better at Spanish because he yeah. says Morales. Yeah. I was like, Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, 
So that said, I have a quick pop quiz for you. The one and only. Great. The one and only, I promise. Great. <laughs> so this is a fun one. You you should be able to know that. You, you should know this one. Uh. Can <laughs> Can you name the other Marvel crossover roles that Brian, Donald, Leave, and Mahershala have all been? What the hell? <laughs> what? They've all been different people in the Marvel Universe. Can you name them all? Okay. Brian Tyree Henry. Bi- yeah. Brian Tyree Henry. Who is he, he playing? He plays... Uh, he's in um, Eternals. Yes. Oh, what's his name? Yeah. What is his name? <laughs> I forget his name, but they're in Eternals. But, okay. You did well because he was Fastos. Fastos! Yep. And then the next one was... Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Okay. He plays... Aaron Davis mm-hmm. in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. Lee Schreiber. You can't get me. He's in X-Men Origins. Yeah. <laughs> you love that movie. You secretly love that <laughs> it's movie. It's one of those movies where you love to hate it. Did you end up watching Dark Phoenix, by the way? Of course I did. <laughs> course. That's, another <laughs> that's, a, that's another story. That's another story to tell. That's another story for another day. So he plays Saber? Tooth? Yes! Woo! <laughs> well done. And then Mahersha Ali yep. has not made his on-screen appearance yet. Or he has... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. This is a trick question. It's a trick question. <laughs> God, I was Think like, oh, back. he's Blade, come on, right? Come on, man. Come on. Mahersha right Ali in the MCU or just um, com- Marvel comic Marvel movie? comic movies and stuff. Oh, Come on. My gosh. You got this. You got oh this. Oh my gosh. Make it a clear 100, not 99. Let's oh, go. What, no, wait. Sorry, guys. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to sit on this. We're going to go through every single Marvel movie yep. <laughs> since 2000. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mahershala Ali, where have. Okay. Was it after 2012 or before 2012? After. Interesting. Because <laughs> then I should know this. Mahershala Ali was in what live action Marvel movie? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm blank. There's a lot of characters. Oh, you're going to kick yourself. I know. Go ahead. Okay. Hint, oh. hint. Okay. It was a TV property. Oh, no. Even worse. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> Cable or streaming? Streaming. See the defenders? God, you're so close. You're so close. Oh, this is he's in Luke Cage. Yes. Uh. <laughs> you don't remember his name though. No, That's I, okay. I I think I only watched maybe like the first. Yeah, you didn't season of that. Luke Cage, or or didn't finish the first. Yeah, season. Yeah, no, because he's throughout the first season. He's fantastic. Oh, for gosh. the record, like yeah. right up there with uh with our friend from Guardians of the Galaxy oh. with uh three with Chuck. Like him and Chuck are like yeah insane. So. To to re to go back just a sec, Brian did indeed. He's portraying Jefferson and Fastos. Donald has been Aaron slash Prowler, and like you said much earlier, Miles in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Liev Schreiber is Sabretooth in X-Men Origins, and then Mahershala is Cottonmouth from Luke Cage, okay. as well as Aaron slash Prowler, and he's going to be Blade now pushed to twenty twenty five. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> Which is kind of wild, but 
again, another conversation for another day. And then uh, I wanted to quickly um, clarify that, yes, indeed, Uncle Aaron did end up being the prowler in the comic books. And he did die very similarly, although I think he died by his own gauntlet, which is kind of messed up. Oh. And kind of like Green Goblin. So well done. I think you did pretty much 99.9% .9 of that one. I still don't know why I remember Lee Shriver as Saber. <laughs> There's a special place in your brain oh, and heart horrible. for X-Men <laughs> Origins. Yeah, so it's, it's tremendously not good. <laughs> it's, it's like so I tried so hard to like it because of Gambit. Like I really tried. I like tried. So I was like, this is a good movie. This is good. And then like literally 75% through, I was like, no, this There's is only really one bad. reason why I like that movie and it's because of that elevator scene. When they go up to the office, and it's Wade. Yes. He's like... Oh, yeah, and he's doing the quips. Yeah. When he's still Wade. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the uh, best part of that movie, that's he, it. He, that's the best thing that ever happened from the movie. I think it's because of that, that's him. why we have yeah. a Deadpool. 100%. But um, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? Peter, you got to go home. This guy could kill you. I can't let Spider-Man die. Neither can I. Okay. Yeah, it is okay. <gasps> you gotta go home, man. How do I know I'm not gonna mess it up again? And you won't. Right. I need to leave the faith. So, that all said, we're going to roll into love interests. Uh, this is where it's going to get a little interesting. So, um, to double back a teeny, tiny, tiny bit, Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, we covered her in episode 35 of the show. Um, so, once again, during the 2015 run of Secret Wars, the multiverse was destroyed and rebuilt. And then um, Miles' home was lost in the process. But when he's forced to move to Earth-616, he meets Kamala during the Civil War II run to get along super-duper great. Um, they then create a super team called the Champions. But, uh, you know, aside some cute little lines here and there, nothing transpires romantically. Um, and, of course, there's no SSMU version. Uh, but she is portrayed in the MCU by the lovely Iman Vellani. Uh, wow. No crossover. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Another one from the comics, Cassandra Lang, a.k.a. Giant Woman. Uh, she was part of Earth-1610's Howling Commandos as appointed by Nick Fury. Um, <laughs> my notes I put, there's no real romance here. He just thinks she's hot, L-O-L-O-L-O-L. <laughs> because like, she's on the battlefield. She's literally giant. She's in her giant form. And she's trying to capture Miles and he's running and at one point he's ducking and hiding from her. He turns, you know, invisible and he's like, man, I feel guilty. I find her so hot. Because <laughs> she's like technically on the other side. She's like a bad guy yeah. in a way. Um, anyway, yeah, but there, nothing happens again. Uh, no no actual romantic stuff there. He just thinks she's super cute. Um, and of course, Cassandra Lang, aka Stature in the MCU. No SSMU version. But she is portrayed by Catherine Newton. Again, no crossover. And then there's Catherine Bishop. And so we talked about Kate Bishop in episode 46 of the show. Um, and so uh, we didn't really dive into her alternate versions too hard, especially when it came to Earth-1610. Mm -hmm. um, but 
in Miles's universe, she was not Hawkeye and never uh, intended or lined up to be. Interesting. She was, though, uh, raised by parents who were a part of Hydra. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they played a part in Miles's capture and torture. Um, and so, yeah, I think I mentioned very briefly that she was like the super cute, like almost goth. She had purple and black hair. But aside that, she was just a student at the academy or she went to another school nearby. They were just dating, but then her parents ended up being super evil. So they broke up <laughs> and he broke up with her. Oh my God. Um, but on the other side of the, the fence, Kate Bishop, of course, also Hawkeye, no SSMU version, but portrayed by Jeffrey's wife, Haley Steinfeld Woo! in the MCU. Uh, who is also our last bullet point on the love interests. Um, so in the comics, Gwen Stacy, Spider Woman, aka Spider Gwen, aka Ghost Spider. I'm glad that they don't use Ghost Spider anymore because that's a dumb name. <laughs> um, so episode 47, we covered all things Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen. Um, so in the comics, they did try this out. I was, I was getting the, the goods from Robbie about how the story was formulating and that it was going to be a thing. And I was kind of like, oh, interesting. I don't know that she needs a love interest in the comics, but they tried. Um, it did not work. Mm. <laughs> there is quite an age difference in the comics, and they didn't change things around to to kind of appease that idea. Yeah. Um, and I wrote like I wrote for our episode on Gwen. Uh, it it was very much a square peg and circle. Um, it just didn't work. <laughs> it seemed forced, and it was at the right time, and they were just you know kind of. Testing the waters to see if they could really sell books and make it happen. It didn't work out. Um, but on Earth 8, uh, in the comics, the two had actually gotten married and had two spider kids named Charlotte and Max. Oh. Um, yeah. And so they, nothing more transpired. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's dust by now, but on, on the other side of things, Gwen Stacy, Spider Woman, Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, voiced by Haley Seinfeld. Woo! I just put, Spider Gwen supremacy she's because killing it, she's destroying it. That intro, my god! I like, I just like quietly lost my my like mind because it was so so like the comics, like it's so on the brand. band, <laughs> the yeah, everything, the colors, everything. Like I, I know Rico posted about it because he was the colorist on the original two volumes, and woo, like they. Even Robbie's covers, like the brush strokes are there. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, her world is crazy. Her yeah. earth is crazy. The pastels and the way that they accent colors and invert stuff is like, so wild. But but yeah, the story was very much there. There's a few little changes and tweaks, but pretty pretty spot on. So go back and listen to our episode on Gwen uh for more on that. But yeah, you know, like is there anything else we wanted to talk about when it came to Gwen and, and Miles? <laughs> She's the best. They're the best. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. It could be another letdown. But I don't I think mean, it's coming out 2024. I really don't. don't believe it. Really? This 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 movie took five years to make. Well, they made them concurrently. Did they? Yeah. Straight up. That's why Chris Honka's been like nailed to like his desk for I, three I, years. I mean, they said they said that chasing <laughs> took four years to make. Yeah, man. And then Haley Steinfeld said in an interview that she was like, "Oh yeah, we were." I was recording lines like st still weeks before the premiere, yeah. even days. I'm sure. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. But to go from 2018 to 2023 and have that, and to say you're going to have another mm -hmm. big another movie, movie like yeah. that in yeah. a year, over yeah. a year. Yeah. You think? 
Oh, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, unless they planned it like that. Unless part of the movie isn't animated. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that would. I think that would jar people, though. No, we'll see. We're going to talk about that in a second for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, I really. My, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he said, "You know, if you told me six years ago I would be rooting for Miles and Gwen, I would have laughed at you." And I was like, "You know what? I agree." Because honestly, like again, like I said, the comic book version, it didn't really work. It just didn't work. Mm. It seemed right. It seemed cute, but maybe it was that storytelling. But this in the films, you're just like, "Ah, oh, you're so cute." But yeah, the age factor comes into play, like. Rio says she looks old enough to vote, <laughs> which means she's 18. <laughs> but she's not quite there. She's almost 18. But Hobie is definitely over 18. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well. And then Miles is barely 15 and a half. And it's kind of like, ah. Yeah. It's a cute idea, though. They really did a, a good job of formulating the bond between them. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in... in the uh, in the third installment beyond the spider verse yeah but they do very clearly care about one another they do very much want to protect and, and save one another which i think is cool because you know that's the that's the best thing about characters like spider gwen is that you know it's not always the guy who gets to save the day um so we'll see we'll see what happens Especially with the uh the spider team that she's pulled together spider squad so spider-man india it's um, Penny, Peter Porker, Spider Ham, not Spider Pig. Basically, the the original team. Noir. And they added Spider Oh, Punk. and Spider Bite. Spider, spider Bite, Bite came too, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She came too. And Spider Punk, yeah. So they've pulled together an amazing team. So, oh, so and also, very quickly, Spider Man India. How amazing is he? So I saw, did you see the, the behind the scenes on, on, on Twitter about, no. about that one section where. It was this guy, he, he animated the, he's, he's like, this traffic, traffic here, traffic right there, oh, tra- yeah, more no. traffic. Yeah. Gosh. Really? I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. I saw cool. the fighting this way style that it's like, This way that it's like animated. Yeah. Um, voiced so by cool. uh, Dupinder. Yeah. I forget his last name. Yeah. The guy who played, oh no, I'm sorry, the guy who plays played Dupinder, Dupinder. Yeah, yeah. in Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kills it. Oh, he's so good. I have to look him up. Spider-Man. I love Chai Tea. What, 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 what? What did you say? <laughs> chai um, is tea. You're saying tea, tea. Which, <laughs> for the record, I was like, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know Die. That. I didn't. Why? Well, did you know like, about non? What about non? People say non bread, but non means bread. Bread. Well, it's like La Brea tar pits. La Brea means tar pits. So you're saying the tar tar pits. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's we, the same you got to educate the people because they don't know. <laughs> so, Pavitar Prab, Prabhakar. There it is. There it is. Better than me. Voice actor. Um, yeah, no, he's absolutely what, which by the way, he has the most sensational glow up. Of all these Spider-Man from the comics, right? Because they're oh really? Yeah, uh, Karan Sony is the uh, the the voice actor for the record. He's incredible, um, and yeah, he is Dopinder in the Deadpool films. But um, 
oh, I love his voice. He's so good. And he's just a great actor, I think, also. Yeah. Um, yeah, because in, in the comics, let me just show you, show you very quickly. Again, we could do a, a whole episode on these, like, secondary spiders. Um, it is, it was quite literal and very dated. Like, again, I told you, like, a lot of the suits were red and blue. Ah. So he looks like Spider-Man. He yeah. just has, like, the, 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 you know, the bottoms and the shoes are different and the rest of it looks like Spider-Man. So, when they imported him into the film and he has this beautiful hair and these, this beautiful garb and the, the wristlets and like the fighting style, like, oh my goodness, absolutely incredible. Love, 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 love that portrayal and that version of him. Um, but yeah, we could probably talk about them in another episode to be perfectly honest. Um, and so speaking of, when it comes to Miles, other versions and in other media. So we're just going to cover a couple of these. So like we mentioned a little bit earlier, the variants. Um, I just wanted to touch on Earth-42. So the Prowler. Mm-hmm. So at the very end of the film, you know, we see that Miles meets his counterpart on the other Earth, uh, where the spider originated. Which, for the record, if you didn't put it two and two together, the significance of 42 was shown throughout the first film yep. and it was the the spider's number on the back and of course in the comics it was miles's number and also the spider's number in the comics but for the film they've pulled it it came from earth 42 yeah so that's a whole new introduction or as far as that's concerned but yeah so so we meet miles morales at the end of uh, the movie, and so that's a gigantic variant. That I is mean, crazy. You can tell that world more. is that world is messed up. It is dark. There's like <laughs> fires everywhere, right? Fires is dark. Yeah, the there's no Spider-Man. Run the, yeah, I saw the, that. Yeah, so Miles has to be one of them, and then the rest, the the other five. You think I mean, so? I saw a theory yeah? that because there is no Spider-Man, Spider-Man in that universe, yeah. Sinister Six took over, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Prowler became kind of like outlier he's like the outlier mm. like he doesn't want to conform to that but he's not mm. a good person but he's like he's doing things for the right reasons mm. with horrible intentions oh, so he's kind of like that like decompressor of like sure look, but he's not a hero yeah he's no, like an anti-hero yeah yeah so maybe i could see that i don't know i could see that for sure i don't know <laughs> uh yeah so he's so well we we obviously have barely touched the surface with that kid <laughs> and the way that he even like corrected miles he's like if you don't let me go our dad is gonna die and he's like nah you're dead i was like oh he's like oh mine's, are, mine's already dead <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh so you could tell already he's very he's a hardened um version of the character but yeah i can't wait to see more um and then of course there's the video game version that we've talked a little bit about voiced by najit jeter i've run into him at a few conventions he's he's starting to do that circuit which is really great um, and so, so of course, you know, he, he first appeared at the tail end of Marvel's Spider-Man, the game, and then a full on takeover in my, <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, alongside Yuri Lowenthal. Um, yeah, I think that's also a very great, uh, rendition of the character. Pretty solid as far as like how he comes to be. His storyline is much different as we've kind of touched on here and there, like, like again, like the you know the fact that Jefferson dies and and all that other stuff, um, mm-hmm. it's almost the flip flop, and it's a good change because you get to see a different way that the story could have panned out. And his you know his who was the villain in that one? 
It was the um, the girl. I can't remember. In in Miles Morales, the, the Spider Man game. game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say shocker, but it's obviously no, not. I forgot the name forgot her of name. that group and everything. Yeah. Oh, God. Naked. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that 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 game gave us, you know, a nice look into another version of how that story could have played out. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, like we mentioned earlier, there's not much more reason to go into it, but, you know, Don- Donald Glover did portray Miles in the Ultimate Spider-Man animation uh, show. <laughs> so the give tinker. it up to the, go- the Tinker. Was it? Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, so the future of the character in the SSMU or the MCU do you think we'll ever see a live-action Miles Morales? I think they... Here's the tricky part. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be somebody, it's going to be the MCU. Mm-hmm. But I think, it'd, like, I, like, I think it would be better in the MCU. It would thrive in the MCU. But mm-hmm. Sony would never allow that. Yeah. Unless Sony can make a great live-action movie and prove they can. Yeah. Then sure, go ahead. Keep your IP for Miles Morales and Spider-Man. Yeah. But you've proven that you really can't. Yeah. You can't handle it, like, properly. Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. Avi. Like, yeah. It's true. <laughs> like, it's a can't. fact, right? Well, then that's the thing, because people were like, oh, you know, Sony's really finally doing something good. I was like, well, you have to remember, Sony Pictures and Sony Animation are two very different departments of the very, entire company. Very. very different. And so the storytelling and the teams that are at Sony Pictures, oh, they just know what they're, like, they really know what they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? So not to discredit the picture side, but it is just a very different Yeah, like landscape. Sony Animation? Like- yeah. Yeah, like we have Phil Lord, and you have people who know yeah, comics. There. Exactly. Whereas, you know, no disrespect to Amy. Yeah. She's done great work yeah. in her tenure there, and mm-hmm. still is. But mm-hmm. as a as a whole, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> meh. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you yeah. gave us the top, like you know, like, mm-hmm. and and apparently they're planning Spider Man Four with Tom Holland. So yeah. I just don't think there's gonna be room for a Miles Morales, yeah, uh, live action like solo movie, unless mm-hmm. maybe in this new iteration mm-hmm. of Spider-Man Four mm-hmm. or whatever that is, mm-hmm. there is a Miles Morales, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they hinted at it with in, Donald Glover in yeah. No Way Home, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I know. See, and that's the thing. It's like, how much is Sony willing? To share that spotlight of potentially having to one-up themselves yeah. with Marvel. Yeah. Because that's the discussion. Because this Miles Morales, this one, this animation version, is so solid. So unbelievably. Like I said, my favorite Spider-Man movies are Miles Morales movies. Like, I love the live-action ones. But the story and everything that they've yeah, done... You, you, you're just able to do so much more. You're able to do so, so much good. more in animation. I, yeah. I, I don't know if people realize like how much freedom you have creatively to, mm-hmm. to when you when you do an animated movies yeah. and that shows like imagine trying to make a live action spider punk yeah the the, the vfx <laughs> budget would be out of this world yeah exactly. and you know it would look like crap yeah exactly <laughs> like nothing will compare to like how it looks to what they've done yeah yeah so, exactly i mean and then you play the then you play the game yeah it's fun as hell too. Yeah, and because it's just a different meet, it's a different medium, and it's because it's animation, mm-hmm. you know, in video mm-hmm. games. Yeah, so exactly. I just don't think that 
There's no, I don't think there's room for it. And I know people want it, but it's like, but you don't think, you think you want it. But also, like, what kind of story can you tell yeah. that hasn't been told? Exactly. Like, again, we have so many Batmans. We have so many Spider-Mans. Like, we don't need to see you Uncle Ben or Mermaids, Omni die. You got the Lion Kings. You got the... <laughs> Aladdin, Cinderella, yeah, like, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. It's true. Like, we so know like, the story. You don't need to see another version of it just for the sake of having a live version versus yeah. a cartoon version. Like, you've seen, like, what... Across the Spider-Verse is doing. I yeah. think I just checked. Yeah, four, yeah, it's done almost close, probably over four hundred million. Yeah, at the box office, and that's with good reason because they could have easily messed it all up. It could have been a flop or near flop in the first time, but the the success isn't because of the inclusivity or the diversity of it. It really is because soup to nuts. It's yeah. a plus plus game. You yeah, know, everything about it. Like it's. The keys to a good like movie, like in any medium, whether it's animation, live yeah. action, yeah. It, you have to have a good story and characters that mm-hmm. you can get behind by, yeah. or have characters that you hate so much that you're like, oh, I can't get behind that, but mm-hmm. they got a point. Yeah, so that's all you need, and yeah. that's what. And, but into the Spider Verse and across Spider Verse is everything. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's this vast, it's this vast like collection of characters, different stories, but at the end of the day, it's. Miles Morales is coming of age and him figuring out Spider-Man yeah. and his growth of that and like learning, learning life lessons through trial and error, mm-hmm. which he was doing in the first and second movie. Yeah. So do we need a Miles Morales live action? In my opinion? No. Yeah. Not at all. I agree. No. And if, and if Miles Morales is like, like story or ends like after beyond the Spider-Verse, I'm fine with that too. Mm-hmm. Too. So, yeah. like, you don't need the live action. Would it be cool to see? Yeah, but... Yeah. Well, did you see what Amy Pascal said? Like, apparently at the premiere, they were like, so, is there going to be a live action Miles Morales? But she's like, it's happening. <laughs> she's just, like, said it. Yeah, she's saying that because she... They, like, people only say that because, like, if it's something successful, yeah. they're going to do it. They if want it's to not, they'll yeah. just be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You never know. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's... it's yeah, yeah, I don't know. But again, it's a Sony. We just don't know what'll happen. Um, so yeah, there, there's, as far as the SSMU is concerned, like, there's speculation that, yeah, they're gonna go, they're gonna go quite literally beyond the Spider-Verse. So they're gonna go into a realistic or live action sense. I don't even, I don't even, like, I don't even know. What I don't mean. know how, yeah, I don't know. I mean, seeing the Lego set was, yeah, I was like, <laughs> animated by a 14 year old kid. I know. For the record. Just seeing that. Yeah. I was just like, that's insane. And what was the other ones? Oh, gosh. Oh, the other universes? Other um, universes. Uh, la, 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 la. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but that Lego one just really stuck out. And yeah. That's already pushing boundaries. Yeah. But you exactly. can't do that in a live action. No. Like, I feel like it'd be a little bit more jarring. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see a live action, like how we saw Donald Glover, mm-hmm. in, like live action mm-hmm. character in the animated movie yeah. rather than the yeah. other way around. Yeah. Yeah. There's I only agree. a couple, there's only a couple like movies that done that. Yeah. And it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I was going to say Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and I forget another movie that, oh, I'm sorry. Mom. Didn't Garfield do Sound it? Sound of Music, right? Oh, yeah. So, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah. So, yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks? Alvin. <laughs> A few of them. Yeah. Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. But. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. Pac-Man. Oh, that, that, that Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> what Pixel. <happened>? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we'll we'll see what they do. I mean, obviously, we'll find out eventually, as I always say. Um, so almost was. So Ooh. this is <laughs> this is one of those topics that we actually have no true luxury of examining mm-hmm. because there's no actual live action <laughs> Miles Morales yet. Uh, but there have been a number of fan castings over the years, including, but not limited to, Justice Smith. Uh, so it's the kid from oh. uh, Detective Pikachu, yes. Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Oh, that's another yeah. one. It's another movie. Oh, live action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Detective Pikachu was fantastic. Yeah. Um Tyler James Williams from uh, Everybody Hates Chris and yeah. The Walking Dead. Uh you know it, it, this list is so interesting because a lot of these um guys have aged out already too. Mm. Uh Renzi uh Felice, he was Alex Wilder in the Runaway show on Hulu. So that's actually a Marvel property, but I, I don't know what he's doing these days. Um Miles Brown from Blackish. Uh, again, like these, these guys are more like early twenties looking. So I don't mm-hmm. know if it would work. Um, RJ Siler from The Harder They Fall and Scream. Uh, Alex R. Hibbert from Moonlight. Uh, he's, he's a pretty good candidate, to be honest. He's really great. His acting chops are amazing. <laughs> uh, Caleb McLaughlin from, uh, Stranger Things. Oh, wow. Also a pretty good candidate, but yeah. he's, he's also on, he's straying further into the aging out phase, but, you knows. And last but not least, of course, Shamik Moore himself. <laughs> Which, you know, he's he's definitely aged out, but I mean it's a spider multiverse, you never know. Uh and then some suggested reading. Um again, this was kind of tough to kind of narrow down, but hmm. 2011's Ultimate Fallout, so that's the six issue miniseries that introduces Miles along with many other stories. Um, the creative team varies from issue to issue, but number four focuses on Miles and includes uh, writers Brian Michael Bendis, Jonathan Hickman, and Nick Spencer, along with creators Billy Tan, Clayton Crane, Mark Bagley, Salvador La Roca, and Sarah Pitkelly. And then 2012 Spider-Men. So that was uh, the first of two arcs where Miles and the Peter Parker of Earth 616 team up. Um, so that was pretty good. I, I loved both of them, to be honest. And of course, once again, brought to you by Miles co-creators, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pichelli. Uh 2014's Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man title. And so that's where... Um, that's where you uh, you get more of the... Uh, storyline of like the, the beef that really makes Miles Morales' story come alive. Um, they're all, like all of Miles's titles are fantastic. So definitely pick and choose whatever you want. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, once again, this one in particular was actually drawn by Brian, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, but drawn with David Marquez. And so you see a lot of the, that's a lot of the Kate Bishop, Catherine Bishop, uh, drama and stuff. But, uh, it's, it's really good. And then, of course, last but not least, the champions. Uh, there are a couple of those titles. You get, you know, young Cyclops, Kamala Khan, Visions, Visions Kid, and Miles all on the same team. It's pretty rad. There's a few of those, so just go read them all. And with that said, that is the end of the show. Miles. Miles. Whoa. Oh, hey. <laughs> So thanks for listening. Uh, next episode, yeah. So we're finally going to actually finally do 
Nick Fury. Nicholas <laughs> J. Fury. I got to start now because he's got so much backstory in the MCU. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like way too much. Yeah, like we're gonna I kind of know, I gotta figure this out. I already know one of the, I already know one of the quiz questions. <laughs> yeah, you better ace this one because I already know one of the quiz questions. <laughs> what is it gonna be? How many films has Nicholas <laughs> J. Fury made in the parents? In? I mean. I already know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be a ringer in there because there he did go. make an appearance in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, episode 1, season 1. Yes, he did. I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was episode 3. Episode 3 or 8. One of those. He's in there, though. Yeah, he's all over the place. Good luck with that one. Um, oh, we hear a great salute to Claire, Ed, Jaliz, Katie, Ashley, Nats, Robin, Lou Rackenard, Eve, Melanie, Sherry, Ariel, Andrew, Laura, Jenny, and Andrea. Uh, follow us on social, S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Once again, thanks for listening. We will catch you in the next one. Gotcha. Later. Bye. Bye. None of you can stay here. If you stay here, you'll die. I'm the guy who's going to turn it off. And I'm going to get you all home before I do. Look, I made a promise. So I have to keep it. <laughs>